And yet I was there for nine and a half years and it just got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I was depressed. I dreaded going into work. Um, I threatened to quit probably every other day. It was affecting my marriage. It was affecting my health, my relationship with my kids. I was miserable and, and I felt really stuck. I didn't know how to get out of it. And, um, (laughs) the day just came where I had the courage to go in to my boss and say, I can't do this. I, I'm literally dying inside. And Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. I am super excited, one, because I absolutely love the holiday season, but two, this weekend, we get to take a road trip and drive from Florida to Texas and all check out all the sites along the way and if my wife lets us stop anyway she likes to, she's a go from point a to point b type of person i'm more of a let's see things along the way <laughs> and it does take up time but we do want to get to texas we're going to be visiting with our oldest son and having thanksgiving with him and his wife and i'm super excited about that and then come back and start into the rest of the holiday season. So like I said, love the holiday season. I love everything about it. I started playing Christmas music a couple of weeks ago as it started playing on one of the radio stations out here. And now I just play it on the Google throughout the house and annoy everybody. <laughs> Except for me and my little guy, we kind of dig it. But anyhow, I just want to make sure that you all get over to the Men of Abundance Facebook page and or group. I've also posted this, the last um, conversation or video on YouTube as well if you're on the YouTube Men of Abundance page or channel it should be on YouTube so I'll put those links in the descriptions down below in the episode but go check that out I put a very powerful message there I think I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist or anything of the nature but I have been living for quite a while and I do have the great opportunity to have conversations with many people and I myself have been through multiple kick in the gut moments around stress and around the things that I talked about in that particular particular conversation or video that I did about holiday stress and what you can do to prevent holiday stress. It is extremely important uh, and it's very powerful and if you are not the kind that experiences this holiday stress, be sure to pay it forward and share that video with others on your platforms. And of course, be sure to share this episode. Take a screenshot of your phone or wherever it is that you're listening to this on and share it on social media, hashtag abundance, hashtag men of abundance, and then tag me so that I can comment on it as well. The life you will change, you don't even know. 
You know, you never know what people are going through because many people are very private about their affairs. But these conversations are designed to help people get through certain situations, get over their kick in the gut moment, get through their kick in the gut moment and realize that you can live a life of abundance. You deserve to live a life of abundance. But we also talk about specifically how to do that, not this just giving you a motivational speech. We're literally sharing with you strategies for you to live your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And speaking of great conversations, let me introduce you to our future guest today. Jill has been helping people for over 18 years, helping people with better systems for their company, helping with better communication, helping with overcoming obstacles that keep them from being all that they are purposed to be. For 15 years, she was in the nonprofit sector at both a startup and an established corporation. In 2016, a corporate restructure caused Jill to have to figure out what she wanted to do for her next career. She went back to school and finished her MBA in psychology, got a job as a project manager, started her master's, which she completed in November 2018, developed to director of HR and realized everything that she was doing for the nonprofit world was relevant in the for-profit sector. Jill's passion for helping companies has led her to the launch of Link, helping companies improve people management and team development to get to the next level now. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Jill Valdez. Jill, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, where are you at in the world? I am in northern Arizona in a small little town smack between Flagstaff and Phoenix. Beautiful, beautiful area. Absolutely gorgeous up there. We were just, well, last, for whatever reason, we decided to, well, I know, we had a specific reason why we took a road trip in June and July, um, but we did from Florida to um, Arizona and ended up in the Sedona area and stuff like that as well, but it's absolutely gorgeous up there. It is. It's really interesting, too. You probably know this. Northern Arizona is like nothing from what people expect when they think of Arizona. It's definitely not the desert and cactus that people think about. Absolutely correct. Yeah, that's that's right. There, there's actually, um, if I remember up in the uh, peaks, there's still snow on the mountaintops in June and July in the dead summer. It gets quite cold up there. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's very nice up there. Very nice. As as we were talking pre-show, I was born and raised in Phoenix and left there when I was 20 to join the military and just been all over the place. So I like to go back there and visit, but I, I don't know. We almost bought a house there when we went back and visited in June and July, just like a kind of a summer house, if you will, because I still have a kid that's in school. So, you know, okay. we couldn't really take it during the wintertime, but we're planning on doing the RV thing here before too long. So uh, oh, we'll be out there quite a bit. Good. Yeah. So I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Jill? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm just this sounds cliche as, but I'm really grateful for life. The opportunities that I have, the people that are in my world. Um I am super super blessed and so I just have an attitude of gratitude about life. That's a wonderful thing to be grateful for, for sure, especially when you're doing like what you're doing. And we're going to get into it here in just a minute. And I talked a little bit about it uh, before we got started here, what you're doing professionally. But you're certainly living your life on purpose and, and calling your own shots. And I dig that. Yes. 
yeah, thanks. Which isn't always a uh, you know always a, a an easy road to go. A lot of people just think, hey, if I start my own business or if I start doing my own thing, whatever that is, you know, I'm going to have all this free time and be on the beach and everything else. And <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, people. You know, some, I've had so many people tell me over the years, and even recently, they're like, you know. I want to earn a million dollars. Okay, everybody wants a million dollars, but are you willing to do what it takes to be the person to be able to earn a million dollars? Whether it's a million dollars in a week, a million dollars in five, ten years. Yeah. And most people just are not. They think they are until they actually get into the work, and they're like, holy cow, I'm going back to work. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of work to be an entrepreneur and to follow your dreams. It is, absolutely. So, we talked a little bit about what you're doing professionally, but here on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the person behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I am pretty driven, but I also love to have fun. Like if, if it's not enjoyable, um, I don't necessarily want to go for long term on that journey. <laughs> um, I have a positive outlook on life, but I'm a realist, and I know that uh, not everything is hunky-dory all the time, but I'm committed to persevering through those things in order to get to what's on the other side. No, yeah. That, I'm glad you said all of that right there because it's so important for everybody to understand that. I love doing this podcast. I've been doing it for over three years. This part right here is my favorite part to just have these conversations because it's why I started this podcast, to have yeah. conversations with people like you. And in order to do that, I had to build an audience so that people would have a conversation with me that otherwise wouldn't have, right? right. But I yeah. don't like, I, at first, I'll admit, I loved the editing. I loved all the processes because it was new to me and I was learning it. It's a little old at this point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's parts yeah. of it I do. I just dread having to do certain things for the show and even within my business and, and other things. So there's always going to be those parts of the things that you don't necessarily like. And you get to a point where you can pay somebody else to do it or you just have to do it yourself. But it has to get done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm very glad that you brought that up in, in, in general. So, you know, having fun. What do you do to have fun? What's that look like? <laughs> Um, well, I married my best friend and we've been married for almost 27 years and we love to go outside, get adventurous. Um, we hike, we like, uh, this summer we actually hiked the Humphrey peaks, which is the tallest one here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And, um, but then we, we also enjoy, I mean, we're older, but we are kind of kids at heart. So sometimes we'll sit down and we'll play a good round of Mario Kart <laughs> on, the, on the Wii. Mm -hmm. um, I love to crochet and I love to read and I love to hang out with people. Well, the important thing is, is that you're making the time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because oh, a lot yeah. of people like to do that kind of stuff. They just, you know, they're, they're always saying, well, I don't have time for that. But you've got time to watch another episode of Game of Thrones or whatever new <laughs> thing is on TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so sometimes it does. It takes that intentionality. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love to read, but but I can get sucked in on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And so then it is taking that intentionality of saying, no, I want to get into this good book um, and just turning off the remote. 
Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, if Game of Thrones is your thing and that's what turns you on and then and, and great for me personally, you know, I will sit and binge on the profit or bar rescue or anything that's <laughs> something, but I have to do it when nobody else is in the house. Cause nobody in my family is, is as passionate about business and marketing strategies as I am. And I just put them to sleep. Just like when my boys start talking about their computers and, and all this stuff to me, I used to be into that, but now they're so far ahead of me that when they talk to me, my eyes glaze over. So I get it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's important to not only to know what you enjoy doing, but to actually make the time to do that. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a balance, quite frankly, because there's certain things that my wife and I enjoy doing together. We like going to get our massages a couple times a month together. And there's other things, you know, like last night, we just took off and went and saw a movie. And she don't know it yet, but I have a dinner planned for us uh, here in a couple of days at a restaurant that I just discovered. And I know she's going to love it because I know, you know, we've been married for 28 years. So I kind of know who yeah. she is, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we just do little things like that. Then I'll take my little guy at the end of the month. We'll go to the Monster Jam for the Monster Trucks. Tracy has no, no desire to go do that at all yep. so yeah that's know. awesome that's yeah. so great yeah and then of course we're life mem- you know not life but <laughs> annual members at disney and universal and stuff like that too so uh, we just love having fun we're i'm always out there i'm like a big kid F- big 50 year old kid yep <laughs> <laughs> same here <laughs> yeah that's awesome so one of the things you know all this fun and all this fun and games and everything we're just having so much such a good time but at parts of our lives, there are kick in the gut moments. We've had them. We're going to have more. It's what we do with that information that sometimes changes who we are as a person and sometimes changes our vocation even. So if you yeah. would share with us a kick in the gut moment that kind of did that for you and really make us feel that. Yeah, that would, that's exactly what happened. I was um, an executive at a nonprofit and I was doing that for about 17 years the last corporation I was at, um, it was not, it was definitely not a happy place. Um, and it was the people there. I have to believe that there was goodness inside of them, but, uh, they did not necessarily show that to me. (laughs) And, um, and yet I was there for nine and a half years and it just got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I, was depressed. I dreaded going into work. Um, I threatened to quit probably every other day. It was affecting my marriage. It was affecting my health, my relationship with my kids. I was miserable and, and I felt really stuck. I didn't know how to get out of it. And, um, (laughs) the day just came where I had the courage to go in to my boss and say, I can't do this. I, I'm, literally dying inside and and so I gave my notice and I walked away and from that I completely shifted gears I went into the for-profit sector for a little while I actually was working in an assisted living facility in the memory care unit and that kind of helped me find my heart again and helped me come alive again and uh, it was that opportunity then that kind of propelled me into moving forward to where I'm at now. Hmm. So if you don't mind sharing, obviously you don't have to share the name of the company or anything of that <laughs> nature, but what was what was it about that that was really disheartening and, and really kind of eating you up inside? When I went there, they were super excited because 
they wanted a strong female leader. And that's me. And it wasn't uh, within probably a month that they came to realize that's not what they wanted. And they made things pretty miserable. They, they didn't want to take on the initiatives that uh, we were moving forward with as a corporation. They didn't, um, they wouldn't necessarily sabotage it, but they definitely weren't supportive of it. There was a lot of backbiting, a lot of gossip. And I mean, I even had people just sit in my office and say, you're terrible at what you do and you're a horrible person. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, nobody can work in that environment. I mean, regardless of what kind of organization it is. Yep. But unfortunately, a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, I have the opportunity to talk with so many business owners and employees, and it's just it's mind-blowing, uh, some of the activity that occurs in, in everything from mom-and-pop businesses up to the larger organizations. Uh, it, it really is. I just It's hard to believe some of the activities that go on and the conversations and the bullying, quite frankly. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, you know, good for you for, you know, realizing that and getting out in time because too many people just don't. Uh, They stay there for life and their life is certainly affected by it and shortened by it for sure. Yeah. I mean, there was when I finally made that jump, there was a ton of fear, like and even walking away from it, still kind of carrying some of that of. Is what they said true? Am I really not a good leader? Am I missing the boat? Am I not supposed to be doing things? Um, And and then completely starting over in a new industry, am I going to make it? Do I have the background and the knowledge? Um, So I I acknowledge that for people it's scary to make those changes, but to, just like you said, to stay in that can literally shorten your life. Right. And listen, you know, guys, this is something that's true, not just in your vocation, but also in your relationships, even with close family members. Sometimes you just have to distance yourself from that type of environment for your better good uh, for yourself. Otherwise, it it just gets it doesn't get any better. Yeah. So my background is that um, I so I'm in a, a pastor and the Bible talks about that um, it says there's this passage in the New Testament that says, wherever possible, be at peace with all people. And how I've taught that is that that doesn't necessarily mean that you get along with everybody. I have relationships that in order for me to be at peace with them, I don't engage with them. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right in recognizing that with relationships as well. Yeah, for sure. So what did you do with that information? What are you doing with that information that not just from the nonprofit, but then moving on and and seeing a different perspective in a for-profit organization, and then ultimately taking it out on your, you know, out on your own and doing your own thing? What are you doing with all that information and how you, you know, doing greater good for more people? So I'm using all that I have and all that I've learned to be an inspiration to others to to dream and then to take those steps to getting to that next level, to get to that next now, not waiting for the someday, not satisfied with status quo, but how can you make your workplace a better environment? How can you be a better person? Um, if For business owners, how can you look at what you're doing, even if you're doing 
good stuff and and say, okay, I want to get to that next level. Um, I, I think that that's an innate part of people is that they want to keep growing and they want to keep developing and experiencing all that life has to offer for them. And so being able to provide strategies for either businesses or business owners or executives to be able to get to that is super exciting. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. Now, you know, I get it. A lot of people don't. There are people out there who are just fine with the status quo with what they're doing. And and I'm not here to judge. That's perfectly fine. But I understand that the people that are listening to this show, to Men of Abundance and others like it, they want to grow. So what are some things that they would be able to do? We're going to get into the, you know, pay it forward around here in a little bit. But what are some things that people can do that that you recognize in them when if they want to grow, but they're just kind of not in a position to where they can grow? Sure. Uh, you know, I... I would almost be bold enough to say that it, regardless of whatever situation you're in, there's always opportunity to grow. Even when I was at that place where it was miserable, I still was able to find opportunities to develop myself. Um, and that's what people can do is taking a look at where you're at now, where you want to go, and what is that first step, and then taking it. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so many people think they got to make this big old huge leap and this big yeah. step. And that's so scary to so many people. But it really isn't that that difficult, is it? it it's not. It doesn't it doesn't have to be this all or nothing kind of thing. Like, um, I knew that one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to finish my bachelor's degree. I've been working on that for 15 years. And I wasn't in a position to be able to go back to school full time, but I was able to take one class a semester. And that, that was that little step that kept me moving forward that kept, and it, it kind of, you know, it keeps that dream in front of you and gives you something to move towards. Yeah, exactly. One of the reasons why I joined the military at 20 was my uncle said I had dropped out of college and because I ran out of money and he, he was, sure. he was in the military. He was home on leave. And he said, you know, you can join the military and get some education along the way and travel the world. And I said, not no, but hell no. I had no desire to do so <laughs> <laughs> after working two full-time jobs and doing other things that I just needed to get away from. Uh, I just walked into the recruiter's office and did so. Now I finally got my, I got my associate's degree at about uh, 30, six or 37 something like that I don't remember but I finished up my bachelor's degree at 43 just yeah. a couple years before I retired <laughs> you know yeah. so it, it just chipped away at it I did it all online you know and it just chipped away at it and got it done and quite frankly it was because my wife kept pushing me too because it, <laughs> it ultimately ended up not being something I personally wanted in fact on my wall here is her bachelor's degree mine is I don't know in a box somewhere I'm more <laughs> proud of hers because it's something that she truly wanted so Sure. Yeah, it's all about perspective, anyhow. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but you make a great point with that story, too, Wally, is that you have to have people around you who believe in mm. you and who are going to cheer for you and be your champion that are going to encourage you when you're ready to give up. Um, you know, sometimes just borrowing their enthusiasm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's ex extremely that's a very strong statement and extremely important and no matter what you do you should always have uh cheerleaders in your circle 
Um, that's why it's so important. I was recently um, talking with a business owner who I'm working with that um, has a fitness program, has a fitness gym and everything. And I, I told him, I said, you know, one of the biggest things is to have the family members come in and get them involved because that way they have cheerleaders at home. You right. know, and you're all doing working together or, you know, other groups of people, brides and bridesmaids, you know, you can all work together and get yep. it done together. It's so important to have that. It's so much more powerful. You can get it done by yourself. There's no doubt about it. Many do. But yep. it's so much more powerful when you have people on your side cheering for you. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some good news stories coming out of what you're doing these days? Oh, uh, <laughs> I have had the opportunity to provide some great strategies and see some incredible things for like I have a client in San Diego and he runs a small business. He does really good work, but he knew that he wanted to be doing better by his people and better for his customers. So he's investing in his staff. It's so exciting to see them learn about how to communicate with each other. Um, you know, they're, they're youngish. I call them kids. I know they're not, you know, they're in their mid to late twenties. And, and so they're learning techniques on how to communicate with each other. Um, we did a workshop and we talked about conflict management and their personality is super adverse to conflict. So helping them reframe it and understand it in a healthy way, they're having amazing conversations and totally improving the services that they're giving to their clients. It's so exciting to see that. Um, so that's just one of the great things. That is so amazing. I absolutely love that. When I was a hiring official, um, for various organizations and just studying hiring practices in general, one of the biggest things that we look for, yeah, you look at the resume, there's certain criteria that they have to have certain certifications and level of education but the decision making process during hiring when people can communicate and when you ask them difficult questions and how they can even push back on some of those you know get in, engage in that that yep. is, that is that is what employers are looking for absolutely yeah. uh, i help another company they have a really specialized kind of person that they're looking for and um, so I've been helping them find that and, and doing those pre-interviews, it's, you know, when I get to that point where I say, do you have any questions for me? And they don't, mm. it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. You know, I want somebody who's going to be engaged and active in, in whatever the role may be. Yeah. They've done no research on the organization or they're like, you know, I'll take whatever position you have. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you know yeah it does fine at mcdonald's and stuff don't get me wrong you know there's a place, time and a place for that if you you know but when you're a professional and you're trying to get you know a job that means something to you then you don't want whatever i got for you because you know it you may not like it regardless of what it is right yeah but yeah. i need somebody there and it wouldn't be a good fit anyway so i'd be stupid to hire you in that position <laughs> so <true. laughs> so anyhow we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward you ready to do that Yes. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today. Uh, so the first step is think about who you want to be in a year from now. And, and really dream about that. Don't, um, don't worry about money. Don't worry about time. But who do you really want to be in a year from now? And then plan out what 
what it would take to get you there and then take that first step. I like that. You know, two things I want to bring out about that before we go on is one, you've said it a couple of times now, dream about that. And two, you said, who do you want to be? Not what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit? Cause I know there's purpose in your wording. <laughs> who you are. And I had to learn this. Um, who people are is not defined by what they do. We are, we are human beings. We are who we are based on our personality and based on our strengths, but also based on our emotions and based on our beliefs. It, it's not just because of what role we play in, uh, even within relationships or within your job. That doesn't define all of what you are. It's a piece of who you are, but it's not all of what you are. So recognizing just the whole, the totality of who you are as a person. Yeah, that's extremely important, as you said. Too many people, when they lose their their dream job, their vocation, you know, they're a football player that can no longer play football. They're a soldier who can no longer soldier or Marine or uh, airman or sailor. Uh, Whatever that is, they can no longer do that. And that was their dream, but that's not who you are. You know, right. that's you were, that was just a part of who you were during that chapter of your life. And that, I just absolutely love that. And I like what Jim Rohn says in, in, relations to, in relation to this. Strive to become a millionaire not for the million dollars, but because of who you have to become along the way to be the person who has a million dollars. That's so good. Yeah, it's extremely powerful. I miss that guy to heck. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So what rituals make, a, make the biggest impact in your life? Um exercise big time i mean i'm not a fanatic and if you look at me you'd be like i don't even know that that lady does exercise (laughs) (laughs) um exercise and eat well and spend time with good people who are going to not only enrich your life but you're going to enrich their life ah that's my favorite i love that one what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why Right now, I'm reading a couple of books. The first one I'm reading is called New Thinking, New Future by Sam Chand. And it's made a profound impact on me as far as continuing to develop me as a leader and as a business person, thinking about the fact that life is changing so quickly, right? Like business life, um, making sure that I'm having a mindset that's constantly renewing based on circumstances and based on what's happening in the world around me. The other one I'm reading is called Referral of a Lifetime. And so when I started my company, I thought, oh, you know, the three people who I've done work for that thought this would be a really good idea, they're going to give me tons of referrals and I'm going to be great. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> and um, and so I had, I know. I mean, they gave me a couple, but yeah. I, um, I didn't know anything about marketing. And in this last year, that's probably been my biggest learning journey is how to market and how to engage with people um, to grow my business. So referral of a lifetime got me back to nurturing those relationships with the people that I know and that I love and that I care for. 
um, trusting that they are going to know people that I'm going to be a good recommendation for. And it helped me stop being super salesy, which uh, was kind of happening. My husband, he listened to a conversation I had, and he's like, "Um, I don't know who you are, but when Mm -hmm. you get on the phone to have sales calls, you become somebody that you're not, and you need to stop it. (laughs) So. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. That's very important. Um, (laughs) That's one of the biggest challenges that – I talk again, talk to so many business owners like, Wally, if I could just get people in the door, if I could just get in front of them, if I, you know, my, and their products and services are absolutely freaking amazing, but it don't mean a darn thing if you can't get in front of the right prospects. Exactly. And that's where the marketing comes in. That's one of my specialties. Um, Absolutely love it. And I just obsess about it. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) It is for me and and my clients for for that matter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Fear. Mm. fear Build on that. Um, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Fear of taking that chance and it not happening. Um, but people have to take that first step. It, there is no guarantee. You know, there, there's absolutely no guarantees of what life is going to look like. But don't let fear fear stop you from at least moving forward uh Mm. people just get so stuck in that if they can't have it all if they can't accomplish all of it that they're not willing to take that first step and to even start working towards that yeah yeah for sure i mean the the fear thing you said like you said it's going to happen you know, I tell people, I haven't said this in a while, so I'll say it now is, you know, if you're if you're concerned about failing, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen. Now you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know what's going to happen. All you have to know now is are you going to learn from that and move on? Now, I'm not one that says that you have to go forward and fail. You can, you know, there there has to be failures and there has to be mistakes made, but they don't have to be your mistakes. You right. can learn from other people's mistakes. That's the reason why we listen to podcasts and read books and hire yeah. coaches and mentors and so on and so forth because you can, you know, jump over all of those things that haven't, you know, that, that other people have already failed at. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So what does being a woman of abundance, being a person of abundance mean to you? It means that I have so much in my life that I can freely pour out to others and trust and know that I have the right system in place to continue to be refilled, to continue to be able to fill out or flow out on others. Mm, that's beautiful. I like that. That's important. And it goes back to that, that the circles and the people that you're spending time with and allowing into your circle and allowing into your life, right? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Well, this is absolutely wonderful. I I really enjoy uh, this conversation. I want to get into a little bit more about what you do specifically. I know we touched on it a little bit, but what do you do specifically for for people and who are your ideal clients? Who are the ideal people for you to work with? Sure. My ideal client to work with, and thank you for letting me share this, is that small to mid-sized business owner. Um, they tend to get overlooked and definitely outpriced by some of the bigger executive coaches. I, I provide 
strategies for these companies who are doing good things. It's not that they're broken, but they want to get to that next level and just don't know how. Most of them have not been able to um, understand how to invest in their team and in their staff to be able to get to that next level. So I provide strategies to help them do that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so is it more specifically like on the leadership side or um, financials or business strategies? What specifically do you specialize in? So my I specifically will focus on the people mm -hmm. um, and on the staff. Granted, we're going to touch on some processes. We're going to touch on finances. We're going to on, touch on budgeting because I have that in my background. I was, like I said, I was an executive of nonprofits for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So I know how to do that. But more specifically is about the people. Getting, getting the right roles defined, getting the right people in the right situations and in the right seats on that bus of your company, and then how to get the best out of them. Um, in the nonprofit sector, it's very much volunteer driven. And you don't get to motivate them by saying, hey, come in and be a part because I have a paycheck. There is no paycheck for a right. moment. Yeah. So those techniques and, and those um, areas of motivating and helping them find fulfillment and value in what they do, I take that into the for-profit sector and they get to then invest in their staff in the same kinds of ways. And all of a sudden you have this team that's, totally aligned with the vision of the company and they look forward to coming into work mm. and giving their best. I, man, that is so cool because that makes you uniquely qualified to do what you do because you did that in the nonprofit sector. Because for people to volunteer, I can volunteer for the cause, but there are many other companies out there going for the same cause and this company just I just don't like working with these people so if you're the only organization that I have to volunteer my time for because I'm I'm important you know I, I like the cause then how do you motivate me to come back every day that's exactly. extremely powerful yep yeah yeah uh, you know other than just giving me a paycheck and money right. is even for people who are getting paid money is not the top motivator it is for some but to a certain degree but that's not the top one that's probably been one of the biggest shifts for business owners and managers to realize is that that paycheck no longer is that dangling carrot for people. Mm -hmm. um, I know of a guy right now, I'm coaching him through a transition in his career, and he's being courted by two companies. One of them is paying him beans compared to the other one, but who they are as an organization and what they're wanting to do and how it aligns with who he is, is way more attractive. And that's probably going to be the opportunity he takes, even though the other one is going to be paying him twice as much. He's walking away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, we, I know between the two of us, we can sit here for a couple of days talking about the <laughs> various stories of people who have left, you know, large six-figure incomes just to, you know, I know I actually know, Mike Rowe told this story of a guy who was a top executive and quit because somebody, he had to have a septic tank changed in his yard and he couldn't believe how much it cost. He did the 
research, figured out how to start his own business replacing septic tanks. And now he's replacing septic tanks, but he's happy as he can freaking be because he's on his own time and and he's actually making pretty good money, but not nearly as much as he was before, but he's actually able to enjoy life, even though he changes septic tanks. Not a very sexy job. (laughs) (laughs) But he's found out how he can be... He can be that different person. He can be the different septic tank replacer than the organization he dealt with. And so he gets to feel so good about what he's doing for his clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find joy in anything that you do, even if anything, you got insurance from it and a paycheck. (laughs) Keeping your lights on. Yep. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent conversation. I absolutely love this. So what do we not talk about that you want to ensure that our Abundant Leaders, get out of our conversation today, and how can we get more of you? Uh, Gosh, we've covered a lot. I feel really good about what we've talked about. Again, I would just say keep, keep dreaming and keep moving forward. Don't settle for what you think life is now and think that this is as best as it's going to ever get because that's just not true. Um, As far as getting a hold of me, people can find me at linkconsulting.info is my website but really the best place for people to the best way people to get a hold of me is take out that phone that they're either listening to the podcast on or is sitting right next to them open up your text messaging app and text the word link l-i-n-k you're going to text that to 31996 and i'm immediately going to be able to connect with you that's excellent i absolutely love that thanks for sharing that too yeah Great conversation again. Like I said, go out, live your life of abundance, Jill, and just keep paying it forward. You're making, doing wonderful things because our small business owners are the backbone of our economy, and yep. they need as much help as they can possibly get. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity to be on this show and to share my heart and encourage your listeners. Oh, I appreciate you. All right. So what do you think your action step is for today? Yeah. Definitely take inventory of your current situation. If you are in a toxic situation, you need to realize that you are. That's number one. Rather, it's at home or if it's at work or even within your own business. Sometimes we have clients that leave behind a toxic environment. We can fire our clients. I do it. And listen, I'm not saying that it's easy to leave a toxic environment, but It absolutely must be done at all costs for your own sanity, for your own health, and for the rest of your relationships. Because as Jill stated, the toxic environment affected her home life in every way. It affects your health. So you owe it to yourself to do what you have to do to get out of that toxic environment, rather it's start some sort of a side hustle, start figuring out what you're going to do, a career change, go back to school, figure something out that's going to put you in a situation to where you are able to step away. And sometimes you have to take drastic measures. You know, when I was in a homeless situation and I put that I put myself in before I left Hawaii, I met a lady and we'll call her Debbie and she was living out of her car. She was in a very toxic relationship with her ex-husband. Actually, she was still married at the time because they, he never signed the divorce papers and she just jumped on a plane and she flew to Hawaii with one bag. 
that was it. She ended up getting there, getting a job. She got a small little car and she lives out of her car down in Waikiki or wherever she can park. Because when you live on the streets in Hawaii, you, you can park your car overnight, but you can't park your car and sleep in it overnight. Nonetheless, she was in a very toxic situation. She always wanted to live in Hawaii. She decided to just use what money she had, take the money, get on a plane, fly to Hawaii. And she had been living in Hawaii for about a year and a half at the time that I met her. And she had been in a homeless situation her whole life holding two jobs and living out of her car. And you would never know unless you actually saw her go home. And I'm using air quotes <laughs> until you saw her go to her car and you could see everything that she owned was in her car. And that is a drastic measure. But you know what? She was happy. She was happy. She lived literally on the beach in Hawaii, out of her car, but she wasn't in that toxic situation anymore. So you can take drastic measures sometimes to get out of the toxic situation. It's extremely important for you, and I hope that for you. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.